Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll take you for a ride on the devil ship. I'll take you for a ride when you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Pentelis, how you doing? Vivo, we're back. Uh, it's, been, it's been a minute, and you've come at the worst time in this year's history. It is. It, it, madness is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Listening to Justin Trudeau give his... I, it was, I, I didn't see the whole interview with Rosemary Barton in the Olympic Stadium, as if that's probably the most iconic place for a useless, corrupt government <laughs> to give a speech to its corrupt media that it pays to promote its message. Setting that aside, hey, we know it works. Let's continue doing what we've been doing for two years. By the way, we have record numbers, and we need to hunker down again. So it's been working. Keep doing it, but it's not working. We have record numbers, and we just got to go back and do it again in Canada and in the province. Yeah, Aruda said something similar. He said, uh, we know the vaccinations work, and that's what curbs the spread, which is why we're at 95% and we need to uh, lock down again so we can stop the curb. I was like, well, didn't you see that the vaccinations are what's stopping the... So what's happening? What are we doing? Well, we'll, we'll start on one premise that we can all accept, I think, or that we probably can agree to accept, is that vaccination by and large, seems to have milder symptoms for those who contract it. That's Correct. fine. Uh, we're seeing this. That I think we can all agree with. What we have a problem with, anybody with half a brain, is that if the vaccinated can still carry, transmit, and contract the virus, the vaccine passport makes no sense. Completely useless. Absolutely useless, considering that the venues that have been imposing a vaccine passport are now getting shut down. So from a civil perspective, we did what the government asked. We went, you know, 70% will go back to normal. Now we're at 80 plus percent and they're shutting things down again. The very venues that imposed this divisive, unconstitutional vaccine passport and people are like, okay, I'll do it. You, I, I don't want to judge people. I, I don't think people are idiots. I don't think they're stupid. I think people are just at this point, an abused partner who is just so tormented by their abuser, that being the government, they will do whatever they say in the hopes of diminishing future abuse. Now, I don't know if this was done on purpose, but there's something that I find is very stressful for people, and I don't know if they've, they've done this purposely, is that they've announced lockdowns, they've announced that people who work in restaurants won't have a job uh, starting yesterday, all that, and they have not announced a new CERB or a new plan of action to give people money if they're not actually working. So now everyone's stressed because, like, wait, I'm not allowed to make money, but how am I going to put food on the table? So is that legal, though? Can they close everything down without giving people money? First of all, I, 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 I don't think legal. they could legally close things down, period. I mean, so I, we've I, gone past that point. I said, it, I said it a year ago, like the idea of a lockdown is not a legitimate form of government yeah. anywhere except North Korea. And not I won't even say China anymore because I have a high school buddy. I think I mentioned it a while back messaging me from China saying, what is going on in Canada? We're not even doing this here. We don't have these measures. We don't have these face mask mandates. We don't have lockdowns. I mean, the idea what that do they know that we don't. Well, I, I think, uh, what do they know? That even even communist dictatorships have their limits, but when it's done in the name of democracy, it's limitless. I mean, 
it, it, these were unconstitutional measures, in my humble opinion, from the very beginning. Yeah. They were never legitimate forms of government for any uh, free government, free and democratic society. Can you bet curfews, lockdowns, shutdowns, ma mask mandates, vaccine mandates? But we've gotten so used to it, just like inch by inch, two weeks, two months. Well, once we're here, let's push a little further. I mean, Jordan Peterson just did a great one. I don't know where he said it, but it's how it works. Push a little bit, push a little bit, push a little bit until there's pushback. Stop, wait, start again. And that is exactly how you eventually just keep pushing people further and further back and they forgot what they objected to at the very beginning. But what's the end goal here? How is this helping anything? The economy is in shambles. People are upset. How does this help anything? It is not conspiratorial to say that it helps the political class and it helps big business and big pharma. I mean, yeah, big farmers cashing in. That, that's well, obvious. We know this. Well, big farmers cashing in off taxpayer dollars. Uh, government is just creating endless work for itself. I mean, the government now has created a reason for its own existence. If you solve the problem, you got to contract government. You got to take back some of these powers. The, the government, whether or not you think they're evil, they're going, they're cloaking or doing whatever they're doing under the guise of benevolence. But they are the proverbial blob from that 1970s horror movie. They keep growing, and they they never want to get smaller again because it means starving itself a little bit. So who, who who benefits from all of this? Definitely not the working class. Definitely the government. Definitely the state. Definitely the political elites who will suffer zero consequences from any of this and haven't suffered any consequences. Big pharma, big tech, and the rest of us don't even have the means to protest anymore because, I mean, they've also literally banned protest. Nova Scotia did it over the summer. Uh, Quebec passed a law banning protest outside of hospitals. I don't morally condone protesting outside of hospitals. You could protest somewhere else. Pro protest somewhere you could, but to pass a law now saying you can't protest COVID outside of hospitals, but you could protest other stuff. Like, oh, you can still protest other stuff outside of hospitals. That's for sure, still fine. They, they carved out an exception for uh, employees, for the unions. And for schools, same carve out. So teachers can protest their own conditions outside the school, but if it relates to COVID... Parents can't protest for better air quality in schools outside of the schools. Oh, now that doesn't make sense to me. I thought it was in general you can't disturb the kids or the hospitals. No, it was it was protesting COVID measures. See, I didn't know this. Yeah, I read the I read the student Interesting. bill. By the way, it, the government goes two years with emergency health orders, doesn't pass any of them through the legislative process, doesn't do a vaccine passport through the legislative process. Francois Legault doesn't want to expose the population to misinformation. But when it comes time to jam through legislation to prohibit protesting for COVID measures, there they find the time to do it. Short law, passed overnight, and that's it. So speaking of misinformation, right now I see like with uh, Rogan and, and everyone that went to visit him and uh, the monoclonal antibody treatment and all that. So th there are treatments that we're not even considering here. They're not even talked about. But if you have, if you're a U.S. citizen and you have enough money, you get free pass? I don't, I don't get it. it is, so they exist, but they exist for some, not for others. And here's where I you know, go out of my way to remind everyone, I'm not a doctor. I don't give the medical advice. I listened to the Joe Rogan, Peter McCullough interview. I found certain things to be eye-opening. I find Peter McCullough as a medical expert to be sufficiently, uh, to have a sufficient expertise that he would be recognized as an expert in a court. I don't trust doctors. I only trust vets. Well, I, I, don't, I don't even trust vets. They, they have, that is a make money industry. I do, I do trust vets, but. Not all vets. Not, uh, by the way, uh, a little side note. Uh, don't trust all vets. I, it took me a while to find a good one. I don't even trust, because I go to two different vets. I don't even trust one of them. 
It's an industry as well. I yeah. mean, it's all an industry. Don't feed your 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 pets uh, regular dog food or the, cat food. I that can, shit I, is poison. It, I wouldn't say poison. It's filler. I, uh, my dogs are on a raw beef diet, and you see the way the poop actually changes. Like and, and their, their attitude, their energy. Because right. you know what that shit is? Like feeding your kid hot dogs all the time. Effectively, it's like, you know, the bun. Maybe yeah. not even the protein of the, of the bread, uh, of the dog itself. But... What were we just talking about? Two seconds. Uh, oh, the uh, doctor. Yeah. So the treatments, I, I hear people talking about monoclonal antibodies, uh, the I word, the HCQ. I've heard people talking about it. I listened to what Peter McCullough says. And the one thing that I did find fascinatingly interesting, setting aside what he described as the overt government suppression of the I word. That's the one of the medicines. I don't know if we can say it here. But ivermectin. Ivermectin. So this is my show. This is a free show. The suppression of ivermectin, what he described as burning down of pharmaceutical places in foreign countries. I mean, I don't know of any of that. But the idea that there's no treatment, that they basically say, go home and get so sick that by the time you come back, there's virtually nothing we can do, as opposed to treating it early with treatments that we know exist, which yeah. we know the toxicity levels of which are, if you're balancing risk-reward, probably more reward than any risk for these drugs when you're in that situation. But when he described it as, go home, Wait for it to be so serious that when you come back to the hospital, you're, you're, you're done for anyhow. Yeah. I, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, to not talk about any treatments... That people have used and are yeah, using. And, and that when you talk about them, it gets censored and it gets suppressed because one can only imagine why. So, But if, the, the prime minister of, uh, uh, in England, he, he went through it. Uh, Trump, Trump had those treatments. Rogan. The president of the United States, Rogan. Tim uh, Poole, uh, most recently. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, whoever, there's a list of people who have gone through... That's what shocks me. This isn't experimental shit. This is the people are using. And um, I, which is why also I try to call out in as much as they'll ever respond. Politicians and celebs on Twitter. Oh, I got, I got COVID. I, I'd like to thank the vaccine for its efficacy and yada, yada, yada. I say, okay, good. Are you getting any treatments? And if you are, let us know. Because yeah. if you're getting treatments that are either not available for reasons of politics or not available for reasons of economics to the majority of Americans... You might be a filthy hypocrite, mm -hmm. and you might need to disclose that hypocrisy to the people who uh, elected you. But uh, no, there, there, there are, I don't know if you call them treatments, uh, early interventions, which, you know, by and large from people who are smarter and have degrees seem to work. Why are they not made publicly available? Why are they not discussed? Why are they actually actively suppressed? Listen to Joe Rogan and Peter McCullough talk about it, and you'll, you'll, get, you'll get one version. Yeah. The only thing I hear people talk about is imbeciles that talk about oregano oil. Let's say I just hear hippies and they, you just need some oregano. It's like, all right, you need to shut up. Bro. Well, I, I've heard. You're, you're going to you know, get the measles too. Well, I, the, the funny thing is though, I have, there are a number of people who are anti or who are hesitant to the vaccine, but then we'll be, we'll really go out and try some funky stuff like yeah. order, order medications from pharmaceutical companies in, in different countries. There, there's an interplay there, but the contrarians. I think some people just want to go against it because it's available and the government is pushing and all that. So like, fuck this, I'm gonna find my own. That's I, I understand being hesitant in general. That I can accept. But if it's just because someone you don't like said it, sometimes you know even a broken clock is right twice a day. So, and th this is what McCullough explored with Joe Rogan. Is like in the early days when they were banning ivermectin and you know demonizing anyone who mentioned it and then it became political when trump oh i think this was more hydro hydro hydroxychloroquine yeah. yeah hydroxychloroquine um when politics gets involved it ruins everything but when you realize that there are all these political forces at play to exploit certain situations or even not intervene to minimize it the world is a disgusting horrible place sometimes and it's tough not to
take the proverbial black pill uh, suppository, but Peter McCullough might give you a bit of a black pill in this. But when you reach up, you know, I don't know how many people watch Joe Rogan's shows. I know he's got 100 million followers on Spotify. People are realizing this now. And with any luck, there'll be a change in the ballot box, but some people don't even trust yeah, but that. By then, till we get there, we still got some problems ahead of us. And I'm wondering, so right now, uh, given that they don't care about what the laws are, they're going to lock down where they want to lock down, and it's kind of arbitrary, the reasoning behind it, uh, especially when they keep mentioning that the hospitals are still overrun, they're understaffed and underfunded, but they've done nothing in the past two years to staff or fund uh, these hospitals, which is another, it, it, it doesn't feel nefarious to me, it feels incompetent. You see well, there's a bottleneck, you see there's an issue somewhere, Try to alleviate some of it and don't alleviate it by blocking everyone else from using it or needing it. That's not... Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I don't know if it's incompetence or nefarious, but incompetence becomes nefarious when you try to cover up the incompetence. And what you might have here is a government which might have been incompetent. It's been decades that we've had problems with the healthcare system, but you might have a government which is now trying to conceal that and in order to conceal it, violating every, every constitutional right we ever had... And then it becomes nefarious because in, instead of just admitting we have a problem, we've been, we've been messing it up left, right, and center, um, now we need to lock you down, lock you in your homes, shut your business down, lie to you to take this vaccine, not once, not twice, get boosted in order to open up. And then lo and behold, oh my God, it's worse than ever. We're locking down after you've done everything. So it may start off as incompetence, but it becomes nefarious when they try to conceal their incompetence. And I'm not even sure that it was incompetence at the beginning. A lot of people are making a lot of money with what the government's doing right now, um, but it certainly isn't the general population. No, uh, the general population is suffering. I, I've been speaking to people for a couple of days now. They're just stressed out about everything. And again, I, this is why mental... So I heard something recently. Uh, we brought up on another podcast a few days ago. Uh, well, I guess I'll keep him nameless because he's not a political guy and doesn't want to be known, but there's a funeral parlor, you know? And uh, it was talking about how... They haven't dealt with this many deaths and funerals in a long time. It goes, it's fucking crazy. Business technically is booming. And um, I'm running out of staff. People are overworked and they're getting pissed off. But what do you want me to do? People are dying. Mm -hmm. He goes, but the shocking part isn't the deaths, he goes. It's because you would assume that they're COVID deaths, he goes. But I, it's not that that's shocking. He goes, I've never seen this many suicides. I, you, this is another thing you can't even talk about. But that's, so when we when it was brought up, uh, Poseidon was the one who was the most shocked about it. He's like, well, why isn't this being talked about? Like, there's no stats like, on the news. I can't find it. And then I tried to explain to him. I go, it kind of may I'm not saying it's good to not share this information, but it kind of makes sense that they don't share it because... You don't want to encourage it. it, it not is just you don't want to encourage it, but also already people are depressed and sad. If you start telling them, by the way, record numbers of people are killing themselves. Well, th this is, um, you know, I, I at one point mentioned this and, and people say, well, suicide's not contagious. So, you know, it, it's a separate issue. First of all, from a phenomenological perspective or a human perspective, suicide has been contagious, like spiritually, psychologically contagious, where you do get you know bouts or spurs of suicide within a community. People get influenced by other people's suicides to do it. So it's contagious in a spiritual sense, not a physical one, obviously. You got the, vir the virgin suicides, which was a, a novel. But the idea is that it's why you don't publicize suicides, because it does encourage other people who were thinking about it to do it. Uh, from the beginning of this... I said, this is where my stubbornness will come in. I, I will never believe that suicides have gone down. They started trying to say that, yeah. CBC has said it a year, about a year ago. They said it so early that it's one of those statements that you know they don't even have the information to say the statement. So 
it's either an overt lie or it's, you know, they're just saying something that is unsubstantiated, which makes it dishonest. Now I've been looking into it a little bit. And the way I see that they might be getting around it is overall suicides have gone down because the bulk of suicides typically are a different demographic than where we're seeing now a 30% increase. So technically, knowing how numbers can get fudged, if you say the bulk of suicides is men 35 to 50, but now we're seeing 30% increases in minority communities, in young people. So all you have to do is sort of like bring down the bulk number a little bit so it'll compensate for the spike in a different demographic. And how can you do that? Reallocate deaths. Oh, that wasn't a suicide. That was an overdose. That wasn't a suicide. That was an accidental discharge. Um, and I'm not saying they're doing this. I'm just saying, that, you know, knowing they can. how corrupt the world is, it's so easy to do. Which is why I'm not so much interested in suicides per se, but distress deaths, what I would call distress deaths. Drug overdoses, uh, behavior that is recklessly dangerous because people are in despair. That's the number I want to know. But what I do know now is a year later, they are recognizing 30% increase in suicides in, I think it was, you know, ch- I don't say children, but 12 to 25 uh, minority That's, communities, like, yes. indigenous communities, people who are suffering the most as a result of these unscientific, totally abusive, psychologically distressing uh, government measures. So they can fudge those numbers. And if even they say it stayed the same, check which demographics have had the spike and then just ask yourself how they could very easily tinker with a few numbers, tinker with a few criteria to bring down what is statistically the biggest number of the bunch so they can compensate for the increase. So I'm in the beginning when this first started, I think a year, a year, something ago when it was October, right before they announced the first, um, a few months before they announced the first curfews. Remember? It was brought up and it was October and we were talking about it because I think people around us, it was very close to us. So we're like, huh, that's strange. A lot more and no one's talking about it and had some comedians that were discussing it. So it was kind of, it was out there. Then it just stopped, and I'm guilty of it too. I completely forgot about it. And until this was brought up a few days ago, I hadn't even thought about looking into it. And when the guy's like, yeah, they're overworked. They don't, you know, they don't know what to do because I've never seen this. It, I'm worried about young people. I've never seen this many suicides. I was like, wait, is that a statistic? Like, I haven't seen that it, shit anywhere. You, and unless there's someone inside that sees it and tells you, you never hear about it publicly. But from what you said, I do understand hiding it in the sense that you don't want to motivate people because it's not the way out. Like, if anyone's thinking about that now, I, none of this shit is, is final. None of this shit is going to last. Um, you have to find a way to stay positive and get out of it. But I, I get where they don't want to motivate people to kill themselves. Absolutely. Um, I, I've mentioned it on some of my streams a couple times, but I've had two, um, in, in the context of my profession, two people commit suicide. And like, it's... It's the most dis- it's the most distressing thing ever. It's 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 traumatizing for everyone involved. So yeah, one of our fans did that like a month ago. Yeah, it's a, and and you just in as much despair as there is, and as much despair as you have, you know, the idea just wait one more day, talk to. See, you can always do it. So wait one more day and talk to someone in the meantime because it's it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem, which you know, some people say is is the purpose. But it's it is wait one more day and talk to someone because and not and someone meaningful. Not uh, I don't know how these. I don't know who, I mean, if you go ask anyone for advice, you might get bad advice, but reach out to someone close and just, you know, hold off. Um, now I forgot my thought there, but they're, they're, I don't say they're hiding the number. They're definitely not talking about it, but and I, I don't draw the anecdotal stuff. Anecdotally, I've known now first or second degree connections, more people who have died from that than from COVID. 
And it's there's only so much a, yeah. a, a spirit can take. There's only so much people can take before they break one way or the other. Yeah. And two years into this, having your life upended, having the government basically use you like a, a ragdoll puppet to tell you what to do, when you can do it, what you can do with your own body, failing which they come down with an iron fist, they either crush you economically with a $1,000 ticket or they lock you up in you know, solitary because it's COVID and you can't, you know, even once you're locked up like Pastor Coates, put them in, put them in solitary because COVID measures. Wait, none of this, but by the way, so, so they're saying when you get back, cause they ask people don't travel. There's going to be, I, I canceled my trip to the U S uh, cause I did not want to come back. And they said, maybe if you come back, number one, if you test positive, you'll, you, they might not even let you in. Is, well, they might or not. they put you in a government facility for 14 days. And for me, I already said, if I come back to that, you're not going to know me as I'm going to jail for sure because there's going to be a murder. Because if you put me, because if you put me in a prison for 14 days and I've committed no crime, instead of me going the, home because I'm sick or whatever, I, there's no way I'm staying in there normally. There was the. It's gonna uh, be trouble. It was in. I forget if it was in New Zealand or Australia. I, I want to say New Zealand. A uh, suicide, triple murder, suicide. A mother, doctor, killed her kids, then commit, then killed herself, just after being released from two week quarantine upon return. Someone can maybe put, I don't know if Poseidon's the fact checker there, but it was Poseidon's a, normally the fact checker. It was it was a, a doctor was in quarantine with her three kids. Uh, obviously, the story fell out of the news. I mean, it made it for a bit, and then that's it because I think no one wants to talk about it. But very depressing. I would. I didn't hear about it, but it sounds no. Super I, depressing. And, and I read the details, but they give you very few details. To me, it just sounds like someone absolutely snapped. But maybe yeah. there was more to the story. Uh, well, imagine yeah. being a doctor in all this, and you, you you're in a forced quarantine facility for fourteen days. It, it's you got some yappy kids. It is. Look, I've, I've been I've been locked down with well, with our kids for th two years now. It checks out. It, it is. It's very. It's it's endless stress. But there's there's a snapping point where I, I you know I can imagine and I say I'm not traveling because I'm not going to a government facility, ever. Yeah. And I, knowing what goes on there, I mean, it's, we've seen the videos. There's they're lacking food. They're lacking staff. Uh, th there were sexual assaults at a couple of them. He, Look at well, me. Look at me. They're gonna try to rape me. No, no. Look at it. It, it's it is. <laughs> Not that, uh, well. You're you're a big man. You can you you can defend yourself. But they 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 send. Uh, there was the Australian woman. You know, can you imagine being a, a a young woman, and you're just left to the devices of the government? Like the government, they're not to be trusted. It's not a conspiracy to say this. We have the current government apologizing for atrocities committed by previous governments as recently as the nineties. Yeah. With the residential Actually, school, the two, uh, the two, that was two uh, no, two thousand. Yeah, early two thousand. So you imagine this? Like you have you have. You're telling me to trust this government, which is apologizing for atrocities committed by the same government barely two decades ago. You're telling me now to trust Big Pharma, the same Big Pharma Pfizer that just paid out the, you know, they paid out the biggest uh, settlement in the uh, toxic baby powder lawsuit. They paid out criminal fines for knowingly allowing their toxic medicines to be sold and cause heart. They, they pay these criminal fines and now you are to shut up and go to one of these government facilities and just trust the staff, just trust the government. You're supposed to now to shut up and take the exact the drugs from these pharmaceutical companies that just paid out billions in damages because they were knowingly selling toxic products. And 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 I'm the idiot. I'm the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing is people don't want to admit. There's the second people do something, it ha they have to justify it. So I've made many mistakes in my life, and I'm like, yeah, well, that was a bad move. But now I feel like I'm in the minority. Because most people don't want to admit, even owners of businesses who complied as much as they could, and now they're getting fucked over again, even though they complied fully. There's like, well, maybe it's you know, no, no, just, needed, trust, just, trust. just trust. It's just one more. It's I, one more. I have discussions with people who still believe the government gen is genuinely looking out for them. 
and genuinely cares about them. And I say okay, this... Okay, the government doesn't care about anyone, Let's, but that's not because they're nefarious. It can't care. The entity, the way it, it exists, it can't care for anyone because it cares for itself. It needs to survive. So in order to survive, it's going to have to do some things, not always nefarious, but just stupid. For example, creating jobs that aren't real jobs. You, when they want to pretend like they created jobs, what the government will do is they will, let's say they'll add another 1,000 positions to the census. Oh, now you have... They're not real fucking jobs. That doesn't help in anything. I, I'll, I'll go one step further. Yeah. Uh, the, the government is not my father. Uh, exactly. the, only, the only people I trust to actually care for my best interests are family and people who I have entrusted with that obligation, not people who have systematically violated the rights of citizens for, since it's been around. I mean, the government is not to be trusted. It is to be controlled. And right now, it's the exact... It is out of control. Yeah. And people... I, I like to say that people have already sacrificed so much they cannot bring themselves to admit that they were duped they can't bring themselves to admit that the government is either incompetent or corrupt or a combination of both so when they said two weeks to flatten the curve two years ago they were either wrong or lying i'll give them the benefit of the doubt they didn't know what's going on neither did we they thought maybe it'll take two weeks i'll i'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it you know what and then if you watch some of these uh, uh medical forums from prior years where they're discussing global responses to pandemics that's weird every you, time i see shit like that because you can he'll you send can, me all the conspiracy videos and i'll be like ah that is weird it is it is weird so uh, <laughs> what did, did, do i think that fauci did not know that face masks are useful under certain circumstances but useless under others do i think that they don't know that slapping on a, a moldy, you know, even worse, a, a, a neck warmer, you know, just cover your mouth with something. It's, it's science. I mean, do I think that they didn't know certain things about this virus at the beginning that they didn't share? You would, you would, you, I mean, if, if Trudeau was donating our PPE to China, obviously they knew certain things might help. Um, and now, if he's, I, I will. I will say one thing. Fauci, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he the same guy who said during the AIDS crisis you can get it in your kitchen? You can get it in your kitchen, and also that man, in ten years everyone's going to have AIDS. He's that <laughs> I, guy. I don't know about that. I do know that he, the level of fear mongering that he uh, brought about for the AIDS crisis, uh, rivals what he's doing now. Yeah. The level of his wrongness in that levels rivals the level of his wrongness now back uh in the early days of this in 2020 he did an interview with zuckerberg where he said it's entirely conceivable that the vaccine actually makes people sick yeah. because it happened with the aids it yeah. happened with the hiv uh, epidemic so this guy knows at uh, he'll suck and blow and he'll say oh yeah it, the vaccines were 100 percent efficacy efficacy 90 yeah. yeah. it'll go down over time and they'll say yeah it could make you sick it however you sick. it won't make you sick like well why are you seeing two different things it, it, it could make you sick. We've seen it before, but we're mandating it for the rest of the, for, for the entire population now. And now some people are going to say it, it, we got past that point where we knew it wasn't going to make you sick. So he could, you know, he's comfortable with the new vaccine saying it's been the case with other vaccines, but we're past that point now. Now we know it's not going to make you sick. Uh, to which I'll say, thank you. The, 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 the critical part of my brain says the MRNA uh, technology that is being used for this massive vaccination has not been around long enough for uh, Fauci to say we know definitively that what we have seen with other vaccines cannot occur with this vaccine. He cannot say that. He and can, he, this is true because we don't have time. However, we don't have like the, the time span to... Do you think, though, they would risk this since it's mass vaccination across the planet? Do you think they would risk it where, I mean, one day everyone just drops dead and the world ends? Yeah, it doesn't happen like that. Um, and... You know, mRNA technology, and this is, again, I'm just repeating 
uh, what a smarter people have, have mentioned, including my wife, who's a, a neuroscientist, like mRNA as a technology. We should have her on. If anybody knows about this, it's well, her. She's not we're a just two, We're just two dumbasses. <laughs> she's not an epidemiologist, but mRNA technology has been around for a while, but it's this is the first time it's been introduced into vaccine technology. So there's an issue. You, you balance off the risks. Who's really at risk and what is the risk for a, an 80-year-old to try this? And it was called an experimental vaccine, the EUA. What was the risk versus the reward for them? But that changes as you go down. But as we're now going further along, we're going now from who is most at risk, who needs to take these chances or balance the risks to who is not at risk, but now vaccinate five to 11 year olds. I mean, so this this is something that if I talk about it, only parents now are starting to get on my side. But I was saying from the beginning, this is what's strange to me is they're forcing it on the kids. Right. This is where it starts seeming suspicious. Aren't unless I'm misreading the stats statistically. Weren't they the ones that were supposed to outlast all of us in the sense that they were not the danger category at all? So if the general population was 99% and higher that were safe, in kids it was even higher than that. And yet, we're, it doesn't make sense Pantelis? to tell us. 0.00005 fatality rates okay, so of anyone I, under 19. And I, and I suspect, so am I crazy for saying that this is a step that doesn't make any sense? The argument is going to be... Okay, I'm listening. Okay, the argument was... I'm willing it, to I, listen. I, I, me too, and I heard the argument, but we know that it's not true now. The argument was, this: get the kids vaccinated so it will stop the spread from kids to adults. That, but the vaccine doesn't do that. Well, but now that we know now that we know it, but the vaccine, uh, you know, we can agree, probably uh, causes milder symptoms. So now, vaccinate the kids, although it doesn't... I mean, if they get it, they'll have milder symptoms. Okay, but they fine. already had mild symptoms. They, they 300 last I checked 300,000 cases of COVID in Canada 19 and under do you know how many deaths resulted no take a, a wild guess without doing the math too quick one 15 15 and at least one of which we now know was that 14 year old with stage 4 brain cancer that oh, they no. include I mean once you know that they include at least one kid like that uh, you can you can question the remaining fifteen. They but did apologize for that one because they, they got caught. I mean, they they, yeah, they yeah. apologize when they get caught. Yeah, initially but, they they argued it, and then when it was uh, uh, undeniable, he, Hinch, yeah, <laughs> d- denied it, argued it, then apologized. But I, we talked about that on the podcast because yeah. I was wrong too. I thought, oh no, it's 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 fake, it's conspiracy, and then uh, Dude, people I, sent me the link. No, because yeah. I I got messages from people, and then I you know the sister, the alleged sister, put out a social media post, but you can't take everything. That's why for I thought it was fake. Yeah, but. Once you know that they've done it once, they've done it before. And they've done it also, you know that they've done it with other demographics. But even still, just assume all 15 of those cases were spontaneous only because of, that is 15 out of 300,000 cases. And then you go into the, what are now being documented side effects, not just of this vaccine, but any vaccine. And you, you, you can no longer talk about the spike in cases of myocarditis among young kids. Or among athletes, you can't talk about it. And if you do, you're a conspiracy theorist. And then, and then they try to write it off. Mild myocarditis. I've listened to doctors. There's no. There's really no such thing as mild That's myocarditis. Say, yeah. It's a problem. That's a mild heart, heart attack. Heart inflammation is a problem. Yeah. And when you listen to Peter McCullough with Joe Rogan, you know any of these stats that would have, if we had gotten these stats with any other vaccine through the various the vaccine adverse effect reporting system, they would have pulled it by any objective metrics. And now it's. You can't even talk about it. You can't even suggest it on social media because they'll block you, ban you, or whatever. And you're just supposed to live with these mild myocarditis of a demographic that does not need this. It's in, and, and the the push 
is so in your face. It's so egregious. They they, and, and then yeah. to say, if you don't get vaccinated and you're 13 years old, you can't go to coffee shops. You can't go to movie theaters. You can't live a normal existence. This is... Can't play soccer. Can't play soccer. And, 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 now, and, and, and in order to be part of active life, which is exactly what reduces your risk of succumbing any serious um, you know, consequences of the illness, you need to get, get vaccinated. It's, it, it was never before, I, I always say that, but child sacrifice has always been around, but everyone has gotten so tormented with fear, they will do anything to feel safe. And you got old people out there who are saying, I am so terrified. You can't come over unless you're vaccinated or you can't come over with your kids because your kids are going to get me sick even though I'm vaccinated and get me... It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. If we're assuming what we're being told, if we're assuming certain things, the vaccine reduces the symptoms, you don't... And, and you can still get it and you can still transmit it. Yeah. The fact that I might have it and still give it to... Uh, that your, shouldn't your, be your fear. That's why... Your yeah. symptoms will be better and mine will be worse. And that is typically how individual responsibility worked in life. I'll take my own risks. Um, yeah, a lot of people around me, I've noticed, well, some of them, uh, like one in particular last week who had asked me a question, I was like, fuck, this guy's an imbecile. Because uh, everyone around is fully vaccinated. And he just wanted to double check. He's like, uh, are the people at the studio, is everyone there double vaccinated? I go, well, look, I can't give you the medical status of my fucking employees, but you could pretty much guess because you see us everywhere at fucking events, bars, all that. So you pretty much fucking know without me overtly telling you that they're vaccinated. Uh, and also, even if they weren't dickhead, you got vaccinated for a reason. But can you, and, and this, this individual is middle-aged, 30, 40? Uh, 40s. It, relatively healthy? Yeah. It, it's, it, people are deranged. <laughs> They're deranged because they have no apportionment of actual risk versus perceived risk. It's like, it's, if one person dies, it may, be, may as well be the same as a thousand people dying. And I'm not going to say his name because people uh, in my universe know him, because I don't think he announced it yet, but one of our comedian friends uh, tested positive, so he has to stay in. Uh, for the next couple of days. And I was talking to him the other day and I go, so what's going on with you? Are you going to come to the studio? He goes, I can't, man. I tested positive. I got to stay in for 14 days. I said, how do you feel? He goes, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, <laughs> if this was 2019, I'd be working right now. I, I he goes, that's how, that's how strong the, he has flu symptoms, but there, he goes at the level where I'd be at work right now if it wasn't, if Dude, it was pre-COVID. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I, you, I was looking back on those doctor mom ads, you know, like moms don't get a day off from the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. We're like, he's sniffling, coughing, all, high fever, take medicine and go back to work. We have now gotten into, a, a, we have allowed this to happen. The government has weaponized the sniffles. It's not even weaponizing active cases of confirmed COVID. It's weaponizing the sniffles. You're sniffling, quarantine until you But women get... aren't a good example. You said the mom, women will probably continue going to work if they get a gunshot well, wound. They're, they're, this, <laughs> these women, their moms, they're the, way different. Yeah. No, the, the ads were different. It was, the, it was the mom, doctor, you know, mom never gets a day off and it yeah. was the dad's always a, a whiny baby anyhow. So give him the medication so he can feel better. Even and, that stereotypical, in my experience, it's pretty real. Well, <laughs> it, it was almost, it was, it was, you know, except the, uh, nobody wants to get sick. And when yeah, I saw yeah. someone was like, stay away from me if you're sick, but We've weaponized the cold where psychologically, ask yourself what two years of this type of stress does to your immune system in general. I got the sniffles, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm 40 years old. The, the, even if I had underlying conditions, it's still you know infinitesimal, but healthy people have been uh, traumatized to literally feel like to get the sniffles, you think you're going to die right away. It's, it's psychological torture. But it, you know, it makes for people easy to manipulate for policy and it makes for, you know, a government easy to exploit. I, I, I said this, I just realized it the other day. COVID is the best thing that could have ever happened to Justin Trudeau. We don't talk about we charity scandals. Yeah. We don't talk about 
uh, Aga Khan. We don't talk about SNC-Lavalin. We don't talk about the budget balancing itself. Justin Trudeau <laughs> has gone from a corrupt, incompetent uh, prime minister. He still is. But to someone who thinks he is quite literally our father out there to protect us, out there to make all of our personal decisions because he knows what's best for us, even if it violates our constitutional rights. The COVID crisis is the best thing ever that could have happened to Justin Trudeau uh, in power. Because it's he's, he's, he's created a panic that will keep him in office pretty much indefinitely. I don't understand how people get so indoctrinated they don't want a difference in, they don't want a change in government. That's what shocks me. Is you've seen that a lot of our planning here doesn't work. But then again, in their defense... We don't have many choices. No, who are you going to do? Aaron O'Toole. Yeah, he's a is, tool. Is, is, he's, I, I'm not sure if he's better or worse than Trudeau in that he's a turncoat. At I least think Trudeau, they might be the same. Well, no, Tr- Trudeau has always been pretty transparent with his corruption, in, in a sense. Aaron O'Toole, alleged conservative, pro-vaccine passport, pro-firing uh, members of his own party or kicking them out because they don't share their policy, because they won't disclose their vax status. I mean, Aaron O'Toole is compromised. Tr- Justin Trudeau has just always been corrupt. I don't want to know anyone's vaccine status. I don't give a shit. I don't want to... I never ask. of my business. Yeah. And I mean, God forbid, someone asks me, I say, my, mind your own business. Like, I, I've, I've discussed mine. I've discussed my rationale for why I did it. Um, but mind your own effing business. All, do you want to tell me if you have herpes? You know, because... In theory, if I go to eat at somebody's house, I'd like to know if they've had herpes. Because, I'd like to know that. Yeah, I'm going to eat off your calorie. There's a one in a million chance that I take your... It's We have now weaponized the cold, weaponized the common cold, weaponized the sniffles. We have now also created a world where people think they are entitled to your detailed, confidential medical status. And if you don't tell them, you must be a right-wing extremist. And meanwhile, the people making these rules flaunt them... Is it flout or flaunt? Flaunt. Flaunt them, you know, with unapologetically until they get caught, which, you know, can lead you to ask one of two questions. Do they know that they are stupid measures and they're only to control the population or do they just not care? I mean, do they, what do they know that, that allows them to do what they're telling us not to do? What do you think is people's breaking point? I, I, I don't know. I don't like talking about it because I don't like... I think e- we're at... I, I might be wrong, but I think we're at the limit now. If they do another curfew, another lockdown... I feel like there might be a tiny revolution. People are I, like, "All right, this is this is clearly bullshit at this point." Uh, I this is the thing is it's it's everything has been weaponized. So even discussing certain things can be weaponized. Um, and the government, uh, my a breaking, uh, you know, an incident would be exactly what they would need to say. Great, now we get to come in with the military, which is why I say ah, like, ah, yes, oh, yes, the, yes. the people, these these savages don't but understand what about what's China. Good. China, you, are they doing uh, booster shots? What's the deal there? What about Sweden? I never hear about Sweden anymore. Didn't they say they didn't care about getting vaccinated? You don't, you don't hear on? about Sweden. You don't hear about Texas anymore. You don't hear about Florida anymore. Uh, and until there's an incident, they don't talk about um, it. This is a Florida man story. Do, do you remember when they lifted the, the mask mandate in Texas? And like, everyone's going to die. I, too, believed it was going to get uh, bad. I'm going to tell you right now. And after the protests, the mass protests, super spreader events, nothing, yeah. and it doesn't happen. They stop talking about it, and yeah. then they'll just, and then they'll go and they'll wait for a fourteen-year-old boy with stage four brain cancer to die to say, "Look how dangerous this is." A fourteen-year-old kid just died from it. It's um, but the, the breaking point. I don't know what where it is. I don't know what it looks like when it happens. Um, but I can guarantee you that any any remote lawlessness will be fully exploited by these fascist governments to further empower them to be more fascist. So what about this Ron DeSantis guy? He's, he's, he seemed the, politi- the most politically courageous individual. Because he always uh, seemed a little goofy to me. 
But I like that he stands up for people's rights. It's, can you imagine they call him the fascist for saying that you cannot mandate compelled medical intervention Yeah, nobody kids. knows what fascist means anymore. I, 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 in truth, I have to look up the definition because I don't know what it means either, really. I mean, is it is it the merger of media, government, and big tech? I mean, that's yeah. typically been the definition. Yeah, and is it just someone who's an authoritarian no, that does that, not care about... No, that's something different. Fascist, you're, you're more close to the first one. Okay, so, uh, yeah. so I, I might be using the term improperly, but they call... They called Trump a dictator, a man yeah. who got censored and booted off of a social media platform, then elected out of office. You can't do that to dictators. You, you can't do that to dictators. They called DeSantis a dictator for wanting to prevent compelled medical intervention for children. Uh, it, it's, it's 1984. Freedom is slavery. War is peace. Yeah. Ignorance is strength. I mean, it is literally the words are being used to represent the exact opposite. He is a fascist dictator because he wants to preserve your rights to not be compelled to, to undergo a medical intervention. So it's, it's, it's nonsense. But he's, he's doing good work, and it's an interesting thing. Uh, people are moving to Florida. They're leaving California. Yeah. And typically, when people leave California, you know, they, they drive their stuff across the country, and then they have someone who's moving from Florida to California to drive those trucks back to get them there, except it's one way these days. Yeah, no one's going it, to No one's going back. And like, in, in, this is how you notice that there, there's an exodus and there's an influx and, you know, the, the real estate prices in Florida, Miami are a good indication, but it's em, trucks coming from California to Florida and there's not anybody going back to California. Well, it's a shithole right now, right? No, no comments. I got family there. Uh, it's not a place I would ever live. It's, it's, and the problem is it's beautiful. It's, it's very beautiful. The, the 101 is, it's the most beautiful road in the world that I've seen. Uh, the beaches are magnificent. The weather is beautiful, but the politics ruin everything. I went to Venice Beach the last time I was there, which was three or four years ago. I, I, unsafe is not is an understatement as to how I felt compared to the last time I had gone there, which was ten years before. It's just it, it's falling apart. It's falling apart because it, it's unsustainable. The government, like the the proverbial blob, gets so big there's nothing left to eat, and then it eventually just dies. But meanwhile, there's a lot of people caught up in that mess. What do you think of this Elon Musk situation happening that uh, Elizabeth Warren and uh, other people are attacking him for taxes? <laughs> yeah, he, he tweeted out the other day, uh, FYI, I paid $11 billion in taxes last and year. And this year he's going to pay $17 billion, the most in history that it's, anyone's ever paid? Now, it, I want to know how that... Uh, there are ways to uh, amplify that number or reduce it. I mean, he, he might include payroll taxes. He might include... St you know, he, Still taxes. I, I agreed. And... I don't think it changes anything. He also employs over, uh, what, 60 or 80,000 yeah. people. Yeah, but can you imagine Elizabeth Warren? Can you imagine these... these career hypocr politicians. Hypocrite yeah. politicians. She's not just a career politician. She g succeeded in getting a job by lying. I mean, you want to talk about yeah. freeloaders. She calls billionaires freeloaders. The government is the biggest freeloader on earth because yeah. they, they don't they don't skip a paycheck. They get to inside trade day in and day out. Yeah. They, they, Elizabeth Warren is a particularly unique hypocrite. But she's talking about other people not paying their fair share. That, their fair share pays their salary. Exactly. Yeah. And you haven't paid a fair share because you can't because everything you get, even if you pay it out, came from me. Yeah, that's good. She, she, she pays taxes with my, with our, well, not her, but with taxpayer dollars. But she, she dare, these people keep the system uh, afloat. And they people are happy about it. People are like, yeah, tell Elon Musk to go fuck himself. He contributes nothing. How does he contribute? Forget money-wise. He's created businesses that employ people. He, I don't understand what you want from human beings. I, I'm even, I'm not prepared to uh, forgive uh, Bezos, but like Bezos, I don't like as a person. I, yeah, I'll tell I, you this: I don't like him as a person. I don't like, I don't like his, uh, I don't like his demeanor. I don't like his censorship. 
he also, I feel, could pay people a bit more. A bit more. He could because he's uh, he could go the Costco route. The Costco route. Make it seem... Make people who want to work at Amazon, like, this is the greatest job ever. He could, and he doesn't. So I don't like him for a lot of those reasons. However, it's not my money. It's not my business. If he wants, then people should leave and go somewhere else. Or he could spend it wherever... As long as he's not doing anything illegal, if he's not robbing people... I can't comment. Uh, no, and, and people, they, they confound corporate taxes with individual taxes. So they say, oh, he paid no person. He paid no taxes, but they don't mean, they mean personal, not corporate. Yeah. But bottom line, you know, even the Bezos of the world. He still pays a lot of taxes. Pay a lot of taxes. Employs a ton of people. Allows people to get pretty much whatever they want delivered on a Sunday afternoon. Whether or not you think that's exploitation is a separate issue. Yeah. But the people are still getting paid to do it, and it creates jobs. Unlike these government parasites who do nothing but investigate themselves, create stupid special committees to investigate events that they arguably may have had a hand in fomenting or creating. Always. They create their own work. They pay themselves to investigate themselves, and they do it with our taxpayer dollars. And then they come and say big business, which actually has a final product that is not useless corruption, that they're the ones not paying their fair share. What is the fair share, by the way, Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, is it all of it? Because they'll up and leave and enjoy your fair share of nothing. Yeah. Because when you kill the business and you kill the income eventually you'll kill yourself as well. It's just the political elite will always survive a little bit longer uh, until revolution. They're making it seem, and they do it here in Canada too, they make it seem like the reason why the ultra-wealthy are bad, they're not paying enough, we need more. It, they make it seem like it'll help you. That's what we need to take it from them, to help you. When in reality, the reason why they want it is to help themselves because it's gotten so big. Government, their salaries, they need to justify, they need to pay them. Uh, all these stupid programs that don't actually work. So they're just trying to justify their paychecks and try to get more money. And that's all they're doing. They don't give a shit about you because if they cared, whenever, every year, whenever they get their taxes, whenever money's in, it would go... It, it would make it so that here in Quebec, we didn't have that right before pandemic, 30% of kids going to school uh, hungry. We wouldn't have that at all. It would be impossible to have that in Quebec, right? If if our tax dollars are being used properly, it, that wouldn't happen. Well, yeah, our hospitals, properly. our hospitals here that they say they're understaffed, underfunded. They, how could they be underfunded? We can, how are we giving money to other programs that aren't as important? Well, they're, they're divisive. They're understaffed because they tax people up the wazoo, so giving crappy work conditions, so they leave. There and that's go. how it works. It's it's And yes, Give us your money so that we will then, after we take our cut, after we take our waste, after we take our corruption, whatever, you know, whatever's left, we'll, 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 we'll re-inject into the economy. I don't need the government's uh, middleman uh, sifting, siphoning off of the wealth to do it. When you leave it to private enterprise, it, it tends to get done better than government. People don't trust private enterprise. Fine. If you don't trust private enterprise, why on earth would you trust government? It's humans at the end of the day. Humans are... Trustworthy or untrustworthy, and you you know the other thing about government that I got, every once in every couple of months, whenever the opera, uh, the occasion arises and someone's mad about, yo, the government talks a lot of shit about teachers. The government talks a lot of shit about nurses, doctors, truck drivers when they you know when something's going on with them, they don't want to get vaccinated or uh, they don't want to work under certain conditions. They talk shit about a lot of people that make every country run properly. Teachers, doctors, they talk a lot of shit and they don't want to help them. So if you're willing. To try to justify your shitty job by talking shit about the people that actually make things run, you're not to be trusted. It's, I mean, you're it's, not to be trusted. It's beyond that. I mean, they, they find ways. Can you just imagine Justin Trudeau, his mother, and uh, I think it was his mother and brother, paid a quarter of a million dollars in speaking fees from the We Charity, yes. which which we don't talk about anymore. The We Charity. So, given a sole source, no bid government contract to manage a billion dollars that was given to them by taxpayers, paid twenty million dollars to do it. They find ways to line their own pockets and their and their cronies. And then when it comes to 
clean air in, can I swear? I can swear. I can't do it. Clean air in motherfucking in, in schools. Fucking schools. They don't have the money for that. Yeah. And instead of, but that's what I'm saying. So then the te- are the teachers crazy when the teachers complain? When you put it in the teachers' heads for a year that these kids will get infected if they're close to you, they could kill you. They're gonna all that. You put the fear of God in these teachers, and then when you go back, when you ask them to go back to school, and the kids, are, the teachers, are like, well, I don't know, am I allowed to go back to school? If I go in, am I gonna get sick? I gotta- you put the, and then you get mad at the teachers for not wanting to work under those conditions, as if the teachers are the bad guys. You just scared the shit out of them for a year. You told them you're not going to do anything to help the situation to get any healthier or safer. And then you're mad that they... It's it's crazy. It is divide and conquer. And the government uh, does not thrive under peaceful circumstances because peace does not need to be maintained. It just needs to be preserved. Uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Peace only needs to be maintained. Problems need to be resolved. So one is passive, the other is active. Government thrives on its active intervention. So create the problem exacerbate the problem and then pretend to be the solution to the problem. I got a, I got an email from one of my kids' schools saying, we're opening the windows a crack to increase ventilation. I was like, hey, how about you just fix up the systems in there? I mean, I, we know what the amount of money that was wasted on public contracts. We know the amount of money that these politicians are getting paid. How about you take a 10% pay cut until you solve the problems that you're elected to solve? Yeah. How about you do that? How about you skip your paychecks until you resolve the pandemic issues? Nope. Or until you come up? No. They're going to wait for that week and they're going to make the teachers the bad guy for complaining. Then a week later, they're going to make the parents the bad guy for asking for better conditions for the kids. And they're going to say, teachers, you should ban with us. The parents are the bad guys. Then they're going to divide the doctors and nurses oh, no, in the hospitals. On. You missed a step. That the nurses are asking for too much to complaining. When I know nurses that are that, like, yeah, we don't have enough people. No, well, they're but, double before, shifting. Before they do that, they're going to make it illegal for parents to protest outside of schools because it's a COVID-related yeah. issue. Then they're going to empower the police to come down and slap $1,000 fines on the parents. Then they're going to empower the judiciary to impose these fines. And it's, the police aren't off the hook either because every time the police think, oh, the government's on our side, then they're going to fuck with your pensions. Uh, they, it's, <laughs> so, that's what they do. They, they, they make everyone fight each other so that they don't realize that they're, you know, everybody should band together. Oh, and then, by the way, they sprinkle in a little... Uh, Bill C-21 discriminatory uh, law that bans religious garb in government work. Sprinkle in a little uh, Bill 96 updating Bill 101 language rights. Sprinkle it all in there. Create and exacerbate the problems. An explosive situation. So so that you're the solution. And then when people, if people lash out, holy cows, unruly, unruly savages in this society. Get the police in there. Martial law. Lock them down because they don't know that we know what's best for them and we know how to do it best. It's, it's, It's a vicious circle. And at some point, you know, when people lose faith in the elect, uh, the election process itself, you know, th- that's when you start getting into uh, risky, situ- risky territory. But my biggest concern is that from what I see, it looks like the, the majority of Canadians, you know, are now at a point where they want this. They, they feel so they, scared. I, I think it's passive. People think, okay, if I close my eyes and just let it, you know. Let this finish. We're going to get back to normal. Let this, okay, I'll, I'll comply to this. It'll go back to normal. So it's not compliance, a lot of it due to um, idiocy. It's more compliance due to fatigue. They're like, God damn, I just want it to end. Yep. So they're just regurgitating what, even though the news will say contradictory things, they'll repeat the contradictory information, which is what always shocks me. It's like, okay, look, I understand you want to be a little passive, but think about what you're saying. Just think about the logic. Just, just think, think about, first of all, I, I've had this discussion with people and they say, be grateful. It could be worse. You know, your kids have food and they have a, a roof over their head. And I was like, true. But there's a difference between being grateful for certain essential things and saying, well, it's not hurting me that much. So I'm not going to complain like th- this pandemic. I don't go out. I mean, I never, I, I, I haven't, I've been married for 20 years. How long? 
No, I've been dating my wife for 22 years, but I don't go out. I don't go to bars. I don't go to gyms. It, my life has been minorly affected other than the psychological distress of seeing the society around me disintegrate. But there are people who are suffering and it's not because they, I, you know, I'm fortunate to be less impacted that I'm going to say, well, I should be grateful because that's exactly- That's dangerous. That's, 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 it's dangerous. The, the people who are not complaining are the ones who are either not impacted, not impacted a lot, or actually benefiting from this. So you have a lot of people- who it's easier to go get the Serb. Now they might get angry because Serb has been uh, cut off. Aren't they going to have to bring that back though, again? I, I don't know, but but people, I, I don't know what's going to happen when people realize they have to pay tax on that. We'll, we'll see there. Then you have other people who are making a, a killing off of all of this. Online stuff. There are people who are doing good business with this. And other than the inconvenience... How do I make a killing off this? You tell me. Oh, I mean, first of all, you just have to have some connections with the government to get certain government contracts as relates to rapid tests or as relates to certain services and contracts in relation to the response. If you're connected, you can make a killing off of this. I have ordered a uh, rapid test for us to be testing. What, what's rapidly. the wait time? What's the wait time? Uh, I ordered it from your, uh, from your guys. Uh, they said it should be around Christmas. Okay, we, we, we ordered some more. In the, but hey, rapid test, they, they're free. They're giving them to, give them to you at school. The they announced that they're going to be free a day after no, I that, purchased that, $300 worth. When the government says they're free, they're not free. It's just a different person paying for it, and you don't see it. That's true, so too. They're, and they're paying for it, and they're going to pay for more. mine. Yeah, they're going to pay. The government will pay more for the ones that they give away for free than you paid for your own. So yeah. Conspiracy. Conspiracy here. Somebody brought this up to me. They assumed, and that's somebody's Phil, uh, <laughs> who does the morning show with me. He assumed that the government might be giving these away because they're going to fudge the numbers, and some of these tests might always come back positive just to raise the numbers up. Is, they're, do they're, you think that's possible? Uh, d- uh, look, conspiracy theory of today is headline news of tomorrow. Um, I, and I just, I did a, look, it, I, I won't blame anybody for thinking that. The, the conspiracy theory that I might say is a little over the top is that they're all infected and they want to get people infected mm, by doing it. I, don't think I, so. I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, people. That was a joke, tongue Because actually, if they're all infected and then you go through some... Then, cook, well, the, then, then the then vaccine somewhat beca- becomes somewhat less useful. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, there, there are, you know, you can always think of fun conspiracy theories um, or if, you know, if it were a novel, what you would make for it to be an interesting science fiction novel. Yeah. Uh, there are known false positives with these tests. It could happen. Um, yeah, I can tell you, for the amount of rapid tests that I've done, I haven't gotten one false positive because I haven't gotten one positive yet. I'm, I'm wondering if they work at all, if they're just selling them to... But it's true. To, to get the numbers up, I don't think that's conspiracy theory because you had Dina Hinshaw, uh, Alberta... Up, yeah. No, not to say, we don't even need to get a positive test. If you are missing work or missing school in an area that has been affected, we're, we're going to deem it to be. Yeah, that's weird. It's, it's not weird. It's, it's, it's corruption. I mean, but it's... Aren't we supposed to rely on statistics? If you're fudging the numbers purposely, then these statistics none of them matter. Yeah, stati- there's three types of lies, da- lies, damn lies, and statistics. I mean, w- w- now that we've seen how the stats are uh, abused, misrepresented, and then just ultimately modified in, in real time, change the definition of things, you affect all the numbers. Um, but no, the rapid test, yeah, they're free. Except they're not free. And if you got that government contract, you're making a killing off of it. It's just taxpayer money. It's taxpayer money laundering. But so the people who've been doing well or the people with the means to pay the $150 PCR test to go travel, to go through the inconvenience or people with private means to get out doesn't affect them. So they won't be vocal about it. Uh, but, but, but the bottom line, there's a lot of people who are tolerating this. And I think who now really are so um, abused. It's like, it's like Stockholm syndrome where they just want direction and they just want to hope this time the people who have gotten it wrong for the last two years will get it right. Follow-up question. Yeah. To the legalities of things. 
you saw, I think, recently that I think, uh, what was it, uh, Bermuda? What was the country that escaped the wrath of yeah, the, the monarchy? Baham- Bahamas? Bahamas? Uh, what was it, Poseidon? Uh, hold on. Let me search it up. Where's uh, Rihanna from? It was Rihanna's yeah. country. Okay. I think it was the Bahamas. Barbados. Barbados, that's it. So how come, after all these years, symbolically, we said we did it in the 80s, but not really, how come Canada doesn't follow suit and just cut ties completely? You know, this came up in um, a discussion somewhere, and I, I, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know this enough to even offer an answer. I mean, I, I always, I know that it's a symbolic connection that we have to the Queen. In theory, there are some residual powers that the Queen can exercise. Why don't we just sever all ties? I, I, I don't know, but um, look, uh, it, it, it won't change anything. I'm, I'm not sure the Queen is no better or worse. Maybe she she might be a little bit better than than Trudeau. I don't know. Well, we but. pay them. Every, I think how how many million does she get off us each year? Fifteen or some shit. That's 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 a a a, 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 drop, a, a drop in the, in the like, ocean. I was just saying she, we're paying them. Yeah, but no, anyways, I I don't know enough about that subject to even yeah. venture a guess. But um, no, I I, I I'm what was that the thing that I just saw the other day? Oh no, it was just Melanie Jolie testing positive uh, yesterday. Oh, she has the COVID. She, she's got she's got the she's got the Rona double vaxxed and. I, I just, I read her yeah, response. Yeah, I don't know why people keep saying the double vaccine. It doesn't change it. You can still get coronavirus. Well, no, but what I just found amazing is reading her response and then reading, uh, it was Elizabeth Warren who tested positive. It was yesterday or the day before. Cory Booker and another one. I, I forget the other person's name. Their public statements are, are cut and paste the same public statements. Oh, what'd they say? Oh, I'd let, I'm, I'm grateful for having been double vaccinated, which has greatly reduced my symptoms and everyone should get vaccinated and boosted, but I've tested positive and I'm uh, isolated, whatever. Uh, it's just like I um, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's it's it, it reminds me of the Simpsons episode where you're like say the line Bart say the line or the other episode where if you read their statements with a monotonous cult like um, tone it sounds like a cult. Hold on, can I get my phone? Yeah, get your phone because uh, there's a lot of cultiness going. On. Poseidon, it, what were you saying? Sorry, I'm just bringing up the royal family thing. Bring it up. Um, so it's a, it's a little iffy because some people are saying it costs Canadians 58 million a year. Someone else saying. I know it's a few. I know it's a few million that we that she gets. It's kind of like it's almost like we're paying her likeness fees. Listen to this. Said under Warren. Today I tested positive with a breakthrough case. Thankfully, I am only experiencing mild symptoms, and I'm grateful for the protection provided against serious illness that comes from being vaccinated and boosted. This is from Jason Crow, Democrat, Colorado. Says he has tested positive for coronavirus. I am thankful to be fully vaccinated and boosted and experiencing only mild symptoms. The vaccine is safe and effective. That is weird. Yeah, they keep. This is from Corey Booker. Uh, tested positive. I'm beyond grateful to have received two doses of vaccine and, more recently, a booster. I'm certain that without them, I would be doing much worse. Very 1984. And then I just said, uh, "Say the line, Bart. Like, say the freaking line. Like, but the thing is, first of all, what I find well, suspicious. I have a question. Another thing: breakthrough case. If, like, right here, 90 percent of people are uh, double dosed, and we're still getting, they're no longer breakthrough cases. Well, they're the I, standard. And I wasn't sure if breakthrough was. Someone who has already contracted it, contracting it again. But I thought it was double that. I think it that's how they're that using it. Okay, so that's and that's that was the way I understood it. But I, so I it's had no a longer breakthrough. It's the con. It's the well, for goodness sake. I mean, seventy percent of the people who are, I believe, it's in the UK. Seventy percent of the people hospitalized are fully vaccinated. That's not now, breakthrough. But and and now I say that not to say that the vaccine doesn't work. No, no, I'm just, it's just a matter at some point when everyone's vaccinated, the only people getting it are going to be fully vaccinated. It'll be a hundred percent. It doesn't exactly, prove it. Yeah. It doesn't prove it. It's no longer a breakthrough, but it's uh, it's just, it's it, first of all, I'm asking why did three Democrats in one day test positive? I mean, were they vacationing? Were they doing things that they're telling us not to do? I'd like to know that. 
What treatments are they getting? I'd like to know that. Why are, never saying, know. why are they saying the exact same thing? And Melanie Jolie, uh, let me see what she said, because it, it was it was verbatim, and I asked if she uh, what, what treatment she's getting, but I, I doubt I'll get an answer. Um, oh, Melanie Jolie, I'm great. This is Melanie Jolie. I am grateful for the protection that vaccines offer us and encourage everyone to get vaccinated and boosted. It's the best thing we can do to keep our families safe this holiday season and all year long. 80 plus percent, and they're shutting us down for the holidays. I mean, they, they think we're idiots. They, they think we're idiots and that we're not keeping track. And well, because we kind of are. Some, some people are. I mean, <laughs> not idiots, but not keeping track. It's too much. People have jobs. People have kids. People do not have the luxury of their job being what you and I do and maybe me more like well my half my job is getting canned because uh, a <laughs> huge part of my job is going out to clubs performing the tour all that theaters so if that can't that's a huge it's, uh, portion of my income that gets well slaughtered. And, and, and people don't appreciate and I suspect uh, I keep calling you Poseidon today because um, you keep seeing him he's on the corner no, of no, it's, it's the double he's dressed like the rock today well he no he's dressed uh, like a sprocket today like yeah. the, uh, all, all black and yeah with the chain the clothes yeah um, no like when you for stand up I presume you know, you have to pay attention to current events and understand them better than most people because that is a lot of subject matter that you would cover. Yes. So you're 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 you're, you're into this. You're dialed in. I'm dialed in. Most people are just not, and they rely on. They're also comedians who are not dialed in. Well, they, they might they are probably not the good comedians that they're anybody really wants to watch. Yeah, they're not good. No, no, no. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm in trouble. I don't know. Poseidon, Poseidon knows what you talk about. That's why he's laughing. Well, I mean, the thing is, it, it, comedy is funny when it's when it's relevant and poignant, not yeah. when it's uh, you know. That's why they're unsuccessful. Uh, but it is funny. I, I see it sometimes. So like we'll be at a, like a regular mic or something, and we'll see some, them. They'll do the pandering to to imbeciles, but then you'll see they'll lose their own crowd because the crowd's like, yeah, that's not true. Like you think you're pandering to us, but well, we're oh not stupid. Oh my god, who was the um, Ruffin? Her name is Ruffin or Muffin. It's Ruffin. I hope it's she's a, No, it's... Oh, she she did a bit after the Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, we haven't touched on any of the losses. Yeah. It was someone... Oh, um, Poseidon. It was some, It was on Peacock Network. Her name was Ruffin, I think. And she's a late night host. And oh, she... It, it, this is supposed to be comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost as funny as, as uh, Colbert dancing with needles and singing vaccine. I that was weird. Weird is not the word. It's, it's, it's unfunny because they're out of touch. But uh, she came out with a monologue and said... I don't know who has to hear this, and I have to say this. It's not okay to take a gun and shoot people. And I was like, holy crap. This was after the verdict. And I was like, holy crap. You're, you're not funny. Uh, you're not dialed in. That's you're not what ignorant. Yeah. And you are now misinforming whoever's watching. But yeah. uh, no, that's it. To be a good comedian, you have to be smart. You have to be up to date. And you have to have a good take on things. Because if it's a pandering SNL type take... It's not funny, and people aren't going to watch it for very long. It is shocking that when you get the updates, when you know what's happening, you still you won't change your jokes. At some point, it's like um, you can see how people have to pander to their base, but that might also be why these bases are dwindling and people are just flocking unfunny comedy and, and not watching unfunny movies because, oh, God, did you see the Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman Christmas oh, special? Oh, that shit bombed hard. It, it was. A, I, I don't get offended very easily. I didn't watch it. Was it offensive? Uh, no, no. I just I watched their stupid Twitter posts where oh, um, where, where, where they're referring to the Shabbos Goy and the, and the, the things when they go out and accuse other people of white supremacy, they are the white supremacists in their in their demeanor, in their dialogue, in their perspective of the rest of the world. They but, are the people who think they are better and smarter than everyone around them. Yeah, and Sarah Silverman got a taste of her own medicine because that's what happened to her a week later. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, one of the hosts of the View, I think. Um, she criticized her 
And then they called her a racist for criticizing a black woman. <laughs> it, the, the snake will eat its tail. The, you know, the revolution eats itself. And the left, as we're seeing right now, all across the board, will eventually eat itself when they run yeah. out of targets on a the right. A lot of people think, oh, no, no, if I just comply and agree with them, they're going to leave me alone. No, until you because say there's one no logic. No, until you say one wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the author there um, who got into trouble on the trans issue. Oh, uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Who I've looked into, it still hasn't said anything hateful. They called Joe Rogan a transphobe for yeah. saying that a, a, a biological male who transi who transitioned or whatever should not be competing with biological females. Yeah. And that, that makes you a transphobe? That's not a crazy or, statement. Or that a biological male who's transitioned to a female swimmer uh, and devastating the field of, of all former records, maybe there's something going on there. Uh, and that makes you a transphobe. To say you want to protect the rights of biological women, you're, you're a transphobe. Whereas I, you know, I might raise the argument that if you want to trample on the rights of biological women, you're a misogynist. And if, and if, and if you think that literally, you know, having born biological males who transition competing against biological females, cracking their skulls in the UFC, literally yeah, destroying was, their records in swimming, literally. And you say that something is, my argument is for everyone who trusts the science, if they have testosterone limits for biological males who transition and then compete in women's sports. If they have testosterone levels, they recognize there's, there's a difference. Yeah. And I asked the rhetorical question, you know, if a biological male who, for whatever the reason, has testosterone levels below the limits that would apply to trans uh, athletes, but doesn't identify as a woman, could, could that athlete then compete in women's sports? Like, where, what is the line? Is the line the... Identification, identification or the medical Or the medical... And... If gender is a social construct and, you know, and it's a fluid thing, why even have the testosterone limits? Like you're recognizing a biological difference and you're just Well, arbitrary. by the way, I have a question. If, if gender is a social construct, then wouldn't people transitioning be guilty of appropriation of gender? That, that, that joke, by the way, has, or that observation, that humorous observation has been around. Like, it's humorous, but I'm, I'm just saying if we're going to use stupid things like that. Gender is a social construct. There's no such thing. And yet you're transitioning from one of those genders to the next. Yeah. So it, but Which I have no, by the way, I have no issue with. I don't give a fuck. Uh, all I'm saying is people who, people who try to demonize anyone that criticizes something that make, like, for, for example, J.K. Rowling, I think she was criticizing the fact that prisoners were allowed, even if they, it basically, if a criminal was a rapist, he was allowed right now, uh, I think in Scotland, to identify as a woman right away with no transition, no, um, uh, no hormone replacement, none of that stuff. And just go to a women's prison. So she said, isn't this a little fucking crazy? Like, shouldn't there be a limit? Like, you, you got to... Because it's like they're just taking advantage of it. Like, there's actual trans people. And then there's people who are trying to um, well, uh, game the system. Prisoners, let's say, And for who, example. who was it? Someone that did... And then game. they called her a transfer for that. But that's... I don't. I think the people she's talking about aren't even trans. I don't think a guy that's out there raping people and then as soon as he gets arrested, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm actually a lady." I don't think that's a real trans person. The because it's a real thing. No, but I, the, the the label of a transphobe uh, is just that. It's it's the racist. It's the misogynist. It's just to discredit an individual so that you don't have to debate the ideas. Yeah. Um, are there bona fide transphobes out there? Absolutely. Um, should someone be judged for being trans? Absolutely not. Are there biological differences that even the athletic competitions acknowledge? Yes. And so therefore, at some point, you know, like physical criterion or, or biological differences become relevant at a certain point. Yeah. And when they do, that's when it becomes relevant to consider them. Do you consider them for issues where they're not relevant? That would make you something of a 
discriminatory individual when you consider yeah like i don't want to hire my secretary even if it's the best one i don't want to hire my secretary uh because the person's trans or my producer here if, if the producer's trans i don't yeah that's discriminatory where where the distinction is irrelevant to the to the practice to the field it's discriminatory where it's yeah. relevant i mean there's justified discrimination in the legal sense in a number of areas you don't you don't have blind bus drivers yeah um you don't have uh, you don't have people who can't complete certain tests perform uh, as fire uh, firemen. Yeah, yeah, or, I get it. So you don't have people that are scared of fire become firemen. So well, uh, but but there have been funny lawsuits where they said like, I don't want to go to the fire because I have a preference not to, but I want to be hired by the fire department. You have those outlier cases, but distinctions or sorry, a difference in in uh, treatment when the reason for which the treatment is different is irrelevant to the context. That's discrimination. When it is a relevant factor scientifically, medically, and people recognize it. Uh, calling someone a transphobe for pointing that out is just to abuse of language to demonize people so that you can avoid the debate and then, uh, you know, push, push whatever the other agenda would be, which is, you know, Tim Poole says it tongue in cheek, but biological men are better at sports uh, that female sports than females, biological females. I mean, you get, you get into that realm where in under the pretext of being tolerant and not a transphobe, you are being intolerant and a misogynist and basically denying women's rights. Um, and so you're doing something wrong when in defending one person's rights, you're violating another's. Which is a slippery slope. I personally uh, kind of don't care. As long as no one's being a victim of anything, like if it's not in the sports world, you're not beating women up, I don't care. I, I, it's not a, it, This is another thing. It's, it's none of my business. Yeah. I would never think to ask uh, someone's gender. I would never think to ask someone's sexual orientation. I, I would never think. To, it's none of my business. Hey, w- if it becomes relevant in the discussion because we want to understand each other, fine. But like, it's not. Don't. I wouldn't ask for that information. I wouldn't expect anyone to elect that information. But- I don't give a shit about your religion, your sexual orientation, because it's not going to make a difference. In my every, like, for example, if I'm hiring someone here, let's say, that's never, like, when we bring people in or guests, or that never comes up because it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and again, the only reason it might come up is if they say, I'm religious and don't work on the Sabbath. Okay. Okay, okay then, cool. Thank you for letting me know. Thank You're you for, not working on fucking Fridays or Saturdays, but whatever. Th- this is the, oh, I just had, what was I going to say? Oh. I don't give a shit. Hold on. Oh, yes, sorry. This is, this is the catch-22 paradox of your position. And I say the same thing. I don't care about, it's not that I don't care. It's none of my business. Of my, unless it Religion, affects- race, orientation, gender, none of my business. But someone's going to say, that is that is the white privilege thing to say. You only get to say it's none of my business because you haven't lived that experience. Then the flip side is, if I make it my business, then it's a discrimination as well. Then it's like, yeah, why, that- are you, why, are you, why is that relevant? You either see color and you're racist yeah. or you don't see color and you're racist. And so the framing of the debate is just to discredit the positions. Uh, but yeah, as far as it goes, Considering irrelevant factors in a decision-making process taints the decision-making process. Considering relevant factors is just called rational, critical thought. If I had an opening for position and the best person to come in was, let's say, a trans woman, and I'm like, ah, but they're trans, that's a problem. That's me being a fucking asshole. Like, especially if I'm not taking the best person for the position. But for me to just, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Don't, Don't, it's none of my business. I don't give a shit. No, but, and it's like, but when it becomes relevant in sport, it, and there's very few contexts in which it becomes relevant. The question is then. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not in that world. No, so that, for me, it shouldn't be, I don't give a fuck. What does it change? No, the, people will say it changes something for you when they tell you how to refer to them. But some people always have names for even yeah, the most reluctant care. people have first names. But um, no, that's the thing. It's like, but the issue. What do you want me to call you? That's da- it. Now da- we know. You know, the, the funny thing is uh, growing up, 
you go to high school, the way people pick on you is by identifying you by uh, irrelevant traits, religion, height, uh, strength, whatever. And that's when you, that's the result. When you just objectify humans to these immutable or sometimes mutable traits, you ignore the human. Yeah. David. And we are humans and we talk to each other, but the, the underlying issue becomes at least with respect to the trans sports issue is how do they compete? Um, and it's more specifically biological males transitioning to females. How do they compete without, you know, in a meaningful sense, you can't say create their own league because I, I, there would not be enough yeah. participants. So it, it, there's a thorny question. Well, here's my, my stance on that. I say, let the people in the sport, the women that are competing and the people that run it, let them get organized together. Because if the women really feel scared, they don't want, then don't fucking compete. You know what I mean? Then pull out. So then they have to change the rules, something like that. But it's none of my business to get in there and be like, they should do this. this Fuck, they're doing their own thing. I'm not going to go criticize someone else's podcast on what they should do and what they shouldn't. They're not going to come do your own fucking thing. As long as no one's getting hurt or or if there's danger getting hurt, they're taking care of it. That's your fucking. I I, I would, I would just go more scientific. A gender being a social construct. Fine. Sex is not so. Do have your sports XX and XY, and then avoid. Yeah, maybe debate. that's the way to solve. I don't. I don't give a fuck either no, way. Not men's and women's sports yeah. XX XY, but then there might be the issues as to people with actual. Are there people with mixed chromosomes like XXY? I got one here with a missing one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's it's an it's an interesting. There's the underlying thorny question: How do the people who fit within this category compete in the sense that's fair? But everyone, the slightest disagreements. And this is when, you know, the left. Yeah, you're a the phobe left. or whatever. You could disagree on stuff. You could talk about shit. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't say, uh, I will not deal with individuals because of these immutable traits. That makes you, I, and I have an underlying theory. There's no racist, xenophobe, trans, there's just assholes. And so yeah. you say, I won't deal with you because of a specific trait. I don't believe for one second that someone who's like bona fide racist says, I will not be friends with, with, with black people yeah. or I won't be friends with a Jew. I don't believe that they don't adopt that same idea with a, a different group. Yeah, for sure. Other, and so, yeah. Racists, xenophobes, transphobes, there are just people who are tolerant and there are people who are intolerant. Yeah. Um, like if you tell me right now, look, uh, I don't know, you're like, he's like, I don't know, uh, it's a woman and she tells me, I don't want to compete, I don't want to wrestle with the trans woman because I'm scared or whatever. I'll be like, makes sense, I'm cool with that. But if if you tell me, I'm not going to hire that, that fucking tranny, then well, I'll be I, like, I'm not, I'm, not uh, go, I'm not going to a bar that lets those people in. I mean, yeah, then I'm going to be like, ah, then I'm but, not on board, bro. No, listen, yeah. it, it's where 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 things have, um, it's, it's just the bottom line. It's like you're denying the science. It's, it's either there is no distinction or there is, and the very rules that they put into place highlight the distinction. And now you just have the swimming federation. I forget who it was, but in the context of Leah Thompson, saying basically biological males who transition, they effectively have a doping advantage over biological females. Um, and so, you know, whatever. But it's just, discourse has been uh, ruined by social media because social media was not meant for nuanced understanding discourse. It was meant for rewarding the wrong behavior when it comes to discourse. And typically the responses that get those you know, responses are the wrong responses. Yeah, always. Now I have a question about this Rittenhouse kid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What is he doing? He's making money, suing everyone. I don't think he's suing anybody. I don't think he's going to make that much money by suing them. It might be questions of principle. When you're criminally prosecuted, um, you're going to have a hard time showing that you've suffered defamatory damages as a result of the statements that were made at the time, they can still be defamatory, but you're not going to get rich doing it. And that's even if you succeed. Interesting. But typically once you've been criminally prosecuted, uh, it's going to be very difficult to say that was defamatory when they called me a white supremacist who uh, murdered. There was no evidence. Not only was there no evidence, 
anybody who knew the evidence knew that it was the exact opposite. Kyle Rittenhouse, if he's not mixed race, uh, I don't know if Latino is a race, but he's, I believe he's part Latino or has Latina in his family. I don't care even and if he he's... Shot uh, three, he shot three white guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And people didn't even Defending know that. Defending an Indian guy's store. Defending an Indian guy's <laughs> store. And the three white guys that he shot, one was a, I can say the word, one was a convicted pedophile. However, yep. even though I'm with you on this, he didn't know about that. True. This was what I like to call a happy accident. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even call it a happy accident. What I would call this as it doesn't factor into his decision-making process the evening of, yeah. but it certainly factors into the public's perception of the incident when the media knew it and actively withheld it from the population. Oh, that's crazy. And so then you that. have people thinking, you have people thinking he shot three innocent black people at a BLM protest. Yeah, he shot, why is that still a but thing? By the way, so, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. Uh... A child rapist of the worst order, convicted. Uh, Anthony Huber, a repeat domestic abuser, threatened to kill his grandmother, held a knife to his brother's throat, uh, repeat domestic abuser. Jesus. And Grosskreutz had no real serious felonies, but was the guy who got his arm blasted off because he was carrying a concealed carry Glock, despite not being allowed to do so because of certain criminal issues. So the three people that Rittenhouse killed while they were violently pursuing him, were three criminals who were quite clearly there for no legitimate reason other than to raise hell. It was, they were at a BLM protest, but they weren't there for BLM reasons. But you see, even leading into the trial, even after the trial, the independent said Rittenhouse shot three black people at a BLM protest. Really? Literally. Screen, I couldn't believe it. Screenshot. Okay, so it. this this you could you, he can't sue. He could sue, but what's he gonna get? Like what's what, what's the damages to him? That's that's the issue. So nominal damages, yes, but they corrected it. Uh what's the word? Um when something is not clear, ambiguously, they corrected to say he, sh he literally retracted Three the headline. People. Three people at a BLM protest. To make it so, still seem... Still, yeah. so still sounds like... That's the connection I would make if I didn't know any better. But uh, that, that was... So the getting to some legal stuff, that was the big one since we last spoke. Uh, and then, you know, getting to government corruption and the sickness of the world. You have the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Uh, if, it's, if it didn't the, wind the up tracker, yesterday... The tracker kept getting deleted on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell trial tracker deleted, reinstated... Anything to frustrate. Oh, because he violated some rules. He may have violated some rules. I don't know. Because at one point in this trial, Maxwell trial was a federal case, so not broadcast. Um, there was a lot of gag orders or, or, or redaction in the trial. Apparently, the defense attorney did accidentally, although maybe not so accidentally, mention the names of the Jane Doe's who were uh, testifying uh, without revealing their identity. So in theory, if, if he did repeat that information, it would be a problem. But it's, it's very suspicious. You know, my videos on the subject were demonetized and then remonetized afterwards, except for one stream, which was still demonetized. It was quite clear what was going on. But that trial itself is, uh, is, is, is as close to a cover-up of a prosecution as you can possibly get. You have a, for anybody who doesn't know, Ghislaine Maxwell is accused of sex trafficking, participating with Epstein, who everyone knew did it, didn't, you know, didn't, didn't kill himself or did kill himself, whatever. So there's only one person left to prosecute Except, you know, all of those people for whom, uh, that were procuring the services that Epstein and Maxwell were providing. Yeah. And the prosecution in this case goes after Maxwell, calls four witnesses, only two of which were actual victims in the sense of being underage at the time, because the other two were legal at the time, so not technically victims under the law, at least under the law for which Maxwell is being prosecuted. They call minimum amounts of witnesses, redact everything, redact everything in that infamous black book in Epstein's that has all these names, including Alec Baldwin. Including Alec Baldwin, including <laughs> Prince Andrew, Prince An uh, no. Oprah, in Bill fairness, Gates. In fairness, the, the black book represents nothing incriminating on its own. But all it represents is who he knew. No, who he knew, or yeah. he, might not be, he might have just put their names in there. Who knows? But yeah. to redact it is, is the... Uh, 
suspicious parts, and all of it. Uh, so they redacted the names of the of the of the witnesses. The black book. I mean, it was this. This was done under the cloak of darkness. Uh, the judge, you know, basically conducted the trial in such ways to potentially get a conviction against Maxwell, and then everyone's going to wash their hands. James Comey's daughter is the prosecuting attorney. The prosecuting attorney is James Comey's daughter, Maureen Comey, prosecuting Maxwell for crimes that, by all I mean, there's a picture out there of Bill Clinton getting a back massage by, it's either Virginia Guffrey or Virginia Roberts. Yeah, I shared it. It's you know, arguably, potentially, if you want to think conspiratorially, the daughter of James Comey, the most corrupt FBI agent yeah. uh, tied with all the other ones, um, prosecuting a case ostensibly in a way to not go after the beneficiaries of the alleged trafficking services procured by Glenn Maxwell come to your own conclusions. It's crazy. And then the other interesting uh, legal one to finish it up. What was it? Oh, the Kim Potter trial, the uh, taser, taser, taser uh, cop. Who's taser, taser, taser cop? So this, uh, this is a woman who was uh, pulling over an 18-year-old kid named Duan, uh, Dante Wright. Dante Wright. Thick criminal history that the cops knew of at the time of pulling him over. Violent criminal history, inch thick, criminal history they knew it while they were pulling him over uh this was in minnesota or uh yeah it was in minnesota i might get it wrong on the state pulling him over resisting arrest again he resisted arrest previously in the, in the past um as he's driving off in his car with cops trying to stop him you know reaching oh, into the car. A chase no well no the, the the cop kim potter pulls out what she thought was her taser oh i remember this says, and she shot him taser 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 oh, oh shit yeah. i just shot him and then he drives off, crashes, oh, yeah, and dies. I remember her. So yeah, yeah. That trial's going on right now. Another trial. What's if, happening with that? What, do we know anything more? I remember uh, that. Well, the, the, I, I've been. She's a bit of a dummy. First of all, if because she thought she pulled out the wrong weapon. If, that's you, if, you, if you've seen, if you've seen the tasers versus the guns, you would say that that might be a more forgivable mistake because they. I've never seen a taser that looks more like a gun than the one in this particular case. Oh, really? Okay. That's one argument. Second argument is she was already entitled to use lethal force because it was active resisting arrest, placing other officers at risk. So that's the argument that the defense is basically going with is that lethal force would have been used anyhow. And so the fact that she tried to go with less lethal and, and screwed up, I mean, even good on her for trying to give the kid an extra chance, but she would have been justified to shoot him anyhow because of the circumstances. The prosecution was trying to show that the cops weren't in the car. Their shoulders weren't in the car. That you know they were so not even in, if he drove off. So they even if he in drove danger. off, yeah, in theory. But we'll see what happens. But this is just another case where had the media just represented fairly what happened instead of trying to weaponize it for political, you know, ideological purposes. I just remember uh, feeling that like she was incompetent. That's what I remember. I don't remember I, oh, anything race related well, about it. No, and I, I just remember her being thinking she was incompetent, yeah. but also thinking that this was a case of uh, police brutality where it was unwarranted under the circumstances. This is one of those cases where his criminal history is relevant because they knew it at the time. So they're they're responding to someone they know is violent, knows resist arrests. Compared to Rittenhouse, he was just responding to violent people who he didn't know were pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So that that judgment has not come down, but they're both going to deliberation if they haven't already. And it's an interesting time to be alive, to get to follow these things in real time. The YouTube law community, of which you know I'm now a part, yeah. has been covering all these things. So you know whatever your interests are, there is a niche on YouTube of YouTube law, and it's it's people can be informed if they want to be. You know what I like about everything we spoke about? Uh, it does seem, and again, it just seems conspiratorial, but it does seem like what's nefarious about this is they want people to fight each other. So they want people to fight about race. They want you all oh, trans, no trans, like this and that. Like, what the fuck do you care? Someone's it's, trans it's, or gay or straight. It or, is divide. Fuck do you care? Why would you? Why would that? Why would a, a great person 
but they're straight or they're gay or they're trans if why would that dictate it's like they want us to all hate each other for these arbitrary reasons so that we don't turn our heads and be like wait a second the fuck's you, going on over here? What are you guys doing? I, I will agree with that. I will also agree that it's just good for ratings. You know, yeah. but, but it's bad because you, you're brainwashing imbeciles because a lot of idiots who just take that in. They're like, oh, uh, black people are yeah, the enemy. White people are the enemy. Trans are the enemy. It's like, no, 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 no. Pantelis. The enemy are the people feeding you this bullshit. Pantelis. Yeah. Jussie Smollett. That ver- yeah. That, so that verdict. Yeah, there up. you go. After the verdict, BLM comes out and says, it doesn't matter. We don't ever believe the cops. We only believe Jussie Smollett. <laughs> and, and then, you know, some people who and are as smart, my friend Preach said. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. No, I, I, some people who are smarter than me said, well, if you if you don't trust the police, who are you going to trust to prosecute Jussie Smollett's bona fide hate crime? Yeah. It's, it, it, the, the media thrives off of this because they make money off of it. If they, if they had been a little more skeptical and not jumped on the bandwagon of the Jussie Smollett now confirmed hoax hate crime... First of all, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have been able to virtue signal the way celebs did. Oh, the modern day lynching of Jesse Smollett. They wouldn't have been, politicians would not have been able to weaponize it the way they did to try to push through legislation. Apparently uh, he jerked the dude that, that beat him up off right before it. I have not heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't hear that. Yeah, um, like that was part of the thing that came out is that he, like, and, and people were like, so what you're saying is he did try to beat off his attackers. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, 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 I was following that day in and day out. I didn't hear that part. I yeah, because and that's another thing. It's like they were very close. Well, I heard the close part, yeah. and where he said, uh, "I didn't know the other brother, but I spent the day driving around with him, smoking weed." Which, um, but no, the, the the lunacy of that case is first of all what happened in the beginning. The media jumping on the bandwagon, uncritically thinking whatsoever. Politicians jumping on trying to weaponize it for political purposes. Other people jumping on trying to weaponize it for virtue signaling, promoting the promoting a narrative that, you know, if you have to rely on fake hoax hate crimes to, you know, condemn hate crimes, you can start asking yourself some questions. But yeah. Nigerians uh, are the problem. No, they, they, they went they in all, there. There were a lot of people made a lot of good jokes about uh, yeah. The first time Nigerians get scammed by an American, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't make these jokes, but I do have a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but it's like they, they, all of these situations, they get jumped on for the exact same reason. Rittenhouse, the same reason. The media makes off, you know, makes money off of it. Politicians get to divide and conquer, push policy. Um, celebs get to you know feign virtue by condemning things that didn't happen. Things that if they had happened, we would all condemn. Uh, it's like Philip DeFranco condemning hate. With, with Nicholas Sandman, and then he finds out the kid's totally innocent. He's like, well, I stand by my original statement of condemning hate. It's like, you know what? I don't need you to condemn hate. If yeah. I suspected That's you wouldn't... That's why it's called hate, yeah. If I suspect you wouldn't condemn hate, I don't care that you're saying this. I still think you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's a system. It's an ecosystem. And it plays the, itself out the same way every, every time. And just hopefully by us covering this and discussing it, people will be just a little more skeptical the next time they hear of a hate crime or, I mean, and this, this is a terrible thing. People will be more skeptical the next time they hear of a hate crime. And it might and, be a real fucking hate real. crime. And now by, by having promoted these fake stories, you now actually victimize bona fide yep. victims going forward. So c- thing. congratulations media. The one lesson I can give to people. And again, I'm an idiot. However, is all these divisions that they put into you to see people like to see people as he's a Jew, he's a Greek, all those divisions. This is why you should kind of forget them because the government, even though they pretend they don't see it, they kind of don't see the division but in the sense that you're all idiot peasants, you're all together, divide your, amongst yourselves while we fuck around here. That's what's really happening. Because all the big decisions, when they're made and like they're passing laws and they're trying to divide, if everyone was united and they realized that's all bullshit, this shit wouldn't fly. 
but we're so busy arguing about nonsense, arguing about Elon Musk, how, how many, you know, how much he's going to pay in taxes. Dude, it's like a sleight of hand. It's like they're magicians. Forget is, all that shit. They, there's none of it really matters. No, the, they, that divisive it, shit doesn't actually matter. You, they fabricate the crisis so that they can pretend to be the solution yeah. while they do all of their corrupt business behind closed doors. I mean, that, that is, that is the world. I mean, it, 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 I don't think it's ever been any different. I don't think it's ever going to change, but at the very least people can be a little bit more aware of it. They create the problem to regulate the solution while they continue doing all the corrupt stuff they've always been doing behind closed doors, whether it's Trudeau, whether it's, I can't think of another one, but anyways, all of them. It, it's just the ecosystem. What's the over-under on them banning this episode? <laughs> are, are you going to put this on YouTube? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, might, it might be demonetized. We'll it's going to be demonetized. I know, the, the, the only thing I, uh, you know, my, uh, the wheel in my head is always spinning as to how someone can take what I just said out of context to try to harm me, but uh, that, that's, that's the, that is the world in which we live. It's just, you got to always weigh your words, but you can never weigh them uh, heavily enough because someone who wants to misunderstand can misunderstand and... Uh, that's it. Just have to walk. You have to walk that line and just be honest and true and uh, hope for the best. I like it. That's a good closing statement. Viva Fry links are in the description. Thank you, Viva. Pantelis, pleasure. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.